Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on testicular cancer. It's derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers. Balaga's textbook of internal medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. It's authored by Dr. Arjun V. Baylar, MD, who is the Director of Genital Urinary Medical Oncology Program at NYU Langone's Perlmutter Cancer Center, and by Dr. Matthew I. Miloski, MD, the George Gabriel Villair Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genital Urinary Cancer Research at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Approximately 8,500 cases of testicular cancer are diagnosed yearly in the US with less than 400 cancer-related deaths. 95% of testicular cancers are germ cell tumors, which is also the most common solid tumor malignancy in men aged 20 to 35 years. Germ cell tumors are broadly categorized as pure seminoma, that's about 50% of the cases, and non-seminoma, the remaining 50%, which differ in histology, biology, and treatment. Non-seminoma includes at least one component of embryonal carcinoma, yolk sac tumor, choriocarcinoma, or teratoma, and can include a component of seminoma. Primary non germ cell tumors of the testicle, including sex cord stromal tumors such as Leydig cell and serotoli cell tumors are rare. Germ cell tumors may also arise less commonly in the retroperitoneum or mediastinum but are treated similarly. Lymphoma and sarcoma can also arise in the retroperitoneum but are less common in this age group. Germ cell tumor is a highly curable malignancy requiring a multidisciplinary approach to management. This podcast will focus on the workup and management of such testicular germ cell tumors. Risk factors. Crypt orchidism increases the risk of testicular cancer in both the undescended and distended testicle and is responsible for 5% of cases. Surgical correction with Archaeopexy decreases the risk and allows for examination of the testes. 1-2% to of patients with testicular cancer will develop a new primary cancer in the contralateral testis. Other risk factors include Klinefelter syndrome and positive family history. Keys to the history and physical exam. Patients most commonly present with a painless testicular mass, often first noticed after minor trauma, and occasionally low back pain or flank pain when more advanced disease is present. Lung metastasis can present as persistent cough or shortness of breath and brain metastasis can present with confusion, lethargy or focal neurological deficits. Tumor production of beta-human chorionic gonadotrophin that's HCG can cause gynecomastia. 10% with extra gonadal primary disease and thus will not have a testicular mass, underscoring the importance of ruling out germ cell tumors in any young male with a suspected malignancy, particularly in patients presenting with a midline tumor of uncertain 
histogenesis. Differential diagnosis and screening. Any solid testicular mass should be considered testicular cancer until proven otherwise. Benign causes of testicular scrotal swelling include hydrocele, epididymitis, orchitis, and varicocele. There can also be reactive processes associated with testicular cancer, and thus scrotal ultrasound and urologic evaluation are essential. Despite the low incidence of disease, routine screening by testicular self-examination is recommended for all men due to the ease of examination and the high rate of cure once the diagnosis is made. Helpful diagnostic tests including risk stratification and staging. Physical exam and testicular ultrasound is effective in identifying suspicious masses. Diagnosis should be established by orchitectomy, not biopsy, by the inguinal approach, not scrotal as this approach is associated with the increased risk of recurrence. 80% of patients with non-seminoma germ cell tumor and up to 20% of patients with seminoma will have elevation in serum tumor markers such as LDH that is lactic dehydrogenase, alpha fetal protein and HCG at initial presentation. Importantly, seminoma does not produce alpha fetal protein. Therefore, an elevated alpha fetal protein in a patient diagnosed with pure seminoma based on the ochiectomy specimen should be treated as having non-seminoma germ cell tumor. Additional workup includes CT of the abdomen and pelvis and X-ray or CT of the chest. Testicular germ cell tumors are staged according to TNM staging system. The T stage of primary tumor is derived from the ochiectomy specimen. T1 tumors are limited to the testis or epididymis. T2 tum tumors exhibit vascular or lymphatic invasion or invade the tunica vaginalis. T3 tumors invade the spermatic cord and T4 tumors invade the scrotum. All are considered stage 1 disease in the absence of evidence of spread beyond the testis. The first metastatic landing site for testicular germ cell tumor is the ipsilateral retroperitoneal lymph nodes following the normal anatomic lymphatic channels. Right-sided testicular cancers first metastasize to the inter-aortocable nodes inferior to the right renal vessels followed by paracable, pre-aortic and right common iliac nodes. Left-sided testicular cancers first metastasize to paraortic nodes below the left renal vessel followed by paraortic, pre-aortic and left common iliac nodes. Radiographically, regional lymph node metastasis are subcategorized based on size as N1 and is less than 2 cm, N2 greater than 2 cm but less than 5 cm or N3 when it is greater than 5 cm. Involvement of regional lymph nodes indicate stage 2 disease. Non-regional lymph node or visceral metastasis establish M1 disease and is considered stage 3. Persistent elevation of tumor markers after ochiectomy indicates occult disease in the absence of radiographic metastasis and helps further classify tumors. The S designation is classified S1, S2 or S3 based on the degree of tumor marker elevation and is a part of the TNM staging system unique to germ cell tumors. 
It's also used for risk stratification. There's no stage 4 in testicular germ cell tumor staging. Both non-seminoma and seminomas are classified into three risk statuses. Good risk, intermediate risk and poor risk. Good risk non-seminoma include testicular or retroperitoneal tumors and no non-pulmonary visceral metastasis and alpha-fetoprotein less than 1000, HCG less than 5000 and LDH less than 1.5 the upper limit or normal. A good risk seminoma any primary site or no non-pulmonary visceral metastasis, normal serum alpha-fetoprotein, any beta-HCG or LDH. The survival for good-risk non-seminoma or seminoma at 5 years with advanced disease is about 90%. In intermediate-risk non-seminoma, it's testicular or retroperitoneal primary and no non-pulmonary visceral metastasis. An alpha fetoprotein is between 1000 to 10,000 or beta, beta HCG is 5000 to 50,000 or LDH 1.5 to 10 times the upper limit of normal. For seminoma, any primary site and non-pulmonary visceral metastasis and normal serum alpha fetoprotein, any beta HCG or LDH. Survival at 5 years with advanced disease for both non-seminoma and seminoma is about 80%. In poor risk uh, non-seminoma, there is a media standard primary or non-pulmonary visceral metastasis or alpha-fetoprotein is greater than 10,000 or beta-HCG is greater than 50,000 or LDH is 10 times the upper limit of normal. And the survival is at 50%. There is no such thing as poor risk uh, seminoma. Therapy of uh, testicular cancers. Prior to beginning any treatment, patients should be counseled fully on the risks and benefits of each treatment option. And all patients should be offered sperm banking. For seminoma, early stage seminoma, clinical stage 1, has a relapse rate of 15 to 20% and can be managed with adjuvant radiation to the retroperitoneum but due to concerns of long-term toxicities and the high rate of cure, even when relapse occurs, close surveillance is currently the common practice in the US. For non-bulky stage 2A or 2B disease, radiation recommended. Treatment with four cycles of etoposide or cisplatin, that's the EP regimen, or three cycles of bleomycin, etoposide and cisplatin, that is BEP regimen, is an alternative for bulky stage 2b and 2c disease and good risk stage 3 disease four cycles of etoposide and cisplatin or three cycles of bleomycin etoposide and cisplatin is recommended intermediate risk disease should be treated with four cycles of bleomycin etoposide and cisplatin unlike in non-seminoma germ cell tumors resection of residual mass Following chemotherapy is not routinely recommended. In patients with residual mass 3 cm or greater, a PET scan should be done and if positive, the patient should undergo resection. For non-seminoma germ cell tumors, 
in early stage, clinical stage 1, is managed with either primary retroperitoneal lymph node dissection, chemotherapy or surveillance since there is an overall 98% cure rate with salvage therapy when relapse occurs. Approximately 20 to 30% relapse rate overall. Early treatment rather than surveillance should be strongly considered for patients with lymphovascular invasion and or embryonal carcinoma as these factors are associated with high risk of retroperitoneal involvement. Retroperitoneal lymph node dissection is generally recommended over chemotherapy to avoid long-term toxicities of chemotherapy. Patients found to have viable disease at retroperitoneal lymph node dissection that is pathologic stage 2 non-seminoma germ cell tumor should receive adjuvant chemotherapy with two cycles of etoposide and cisplatin. Clinically stage 2a that is small volume lymph node disease can be managed with retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. Clinical stage 2b and 2c that is bulky disease and good risk stage 3 that is advanced disease should be managed with chemotherapy, 4 cycles of etoposide and cisplatin or 3 cycles of bleomycin, etoposide and cisplatin. Intermediate and poor risk stage 3 disease should be managed with 4 cycles of bleomycin, etoposide and cisplatin. Following completion of chemotherapy, patients should undergo resection of any residual mass and may be candidates for further chemotherapy if residual viable germ cell tumor is found. Follow-up and prognosis When managed appropriately, testicular germ cell tumors have an excellent prognosis with greater than 95% cure rate for all comers. A small proportion of patients will present with intermediate and poor risk advanced non-small cell germ cell tumors and a 5 by survival with current treatment is 80% and 50% respectively. 50% of seminoma relapses occur in the first 1-2 to two years and 95% of non-seminomas within 3 years of primary therapy. Salvage chemotherapy with regimens such as TIP that is TIP, Paclitaxel, Ifosafamide and cisplatin and possibly autologous stem cell transplant is indicated for patients with refractory or relapsed disease after primary treatment. Because of the young age of diagnosis and high success rate for treatment of testicular cancer, physicians should be aware of acute and long-term issues of cancer survivorship. Testicular cancer survivors are at high risk of persistent acute toxicities such as nephrotoxicity, autotoxicity, and neuropathy and Raynaud's phenomenon as well as infertility, hypogonadism, anxiety, secondary malignancies and chronic conditions such as cardiovascular disease, dyslipidemia and metabolic syndrome. When to refer? All patients with a suspicion of testicular germ cell tumor should be referred to a urologist. Must know facts about testicular tumors. Must know fact number one, testicular germ cell tumors are the most common malignancy in men aged 20 to 35 years and more than 95% will achieve a cure. Must know fact number two, radical orchiectomy is the initial treatment in both seminoma and non-seminoma. Must know fact number three, clinical stage one seminoma has a 15% to 20% rate of relapse 
since essentially all can be cured at relapse. Active surveillance is preferred over adjuvant chemotherapy or radiation therapy. Must know fact number four, clinical stage one non-seminoma is managed with primary retroperitoneal lymph node dissection, chemotherapy or surveillance. Must know fact number five, advanced testicular germ cell tumors are treated with three to four cycles of systemic chemotherapy. Patients with non-seminoma should undergo resection of residual mass after chemotherapy. Multiple choice question. A 24-year-old man presents with a three-month history of progressive right testicular pain and swelling. He is an avid cyclist and attributed his symptoms to severe long bike rides. On exam, a right testicular mass is palpable and a testicular ultrasound confirms the presence of complex solid 3 centimeter mass. Serum tumor markers are checked and alpha fetoprotein is 300 nanograms per ml. Normal range is 0 to 20. Beta HCG is 250 milli international units per ml. Normal range is less than 5 milli international units per ml. LDH is 250. Normal range is 60 to 100 units per liter. He undergoes right inguinal orchiectomy and that demonstrates PT2 mixed non seminomatous germ cell tumor that is 50% seminoma, 20% embryonal carcinoma. 20% yolk sac tumor and 10% mature teratoma. He has recovered well following surgery and feels completely well. A CT scan of the chest, abdomen and pelvis reveals no evidence of metastatic disease. It is now one week since his surgery and he presents to discuss the results of the imaging and further treatment plan. What is the next best step in management? A. Active surveillance with serial CT imaging and physical examinations to monitor for disease recurrence. B. Immediate adjuvant radiation therapy to the abdomen. C. Recheck serum tumor markers today and if still elevated, administer four cycles of cisplatin-based chemotherapy. D. Retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. E. Recheck serum tumor markers in four weeks and if still elevated, administer three to four cycles of cisplatin-based chemotherapy. And the answer is E, that is recheck serum tumor markers in four weeks and if still elevated, administer three to four cycles of cisplatin-based chemotherapy. The rationale is this patient has a clinical stage one non-seminomatous germ cell tumor. These patients can be effectively managed with primary retroperitoneal lymph node dissection two cycles of adjuvant chemotherapy or close surveillance alone. In the current patient with the elevated tumor markers, it is necessary to follow the serum tumor markers to determine if the markers are declining. Since the serum half-life of alpha-fetoprotein is 5 to 7 days and the half-life of beta-HCG is 2 to 3 days, it is most appropriate to follow levels closely after orchiectomy. Based on the elevation in tumor markers and the associated half-lives, it would not be expected that normalization will occur in one week. Persistent elevation of serum tumor markers in a patient with a clinical stage 1 germ cell tumor is considered IS disease or in situ and it indicates occult micrometastatic disease elsewhere in the body. These patients should be treated with three cycles of bleomycin etopside cisplatin or four cycles of 
Dubside cisplatin chemotherapy. After completion of chemotherapy, this patient would have greater than 90% chance of cure. This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers in Baliga's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com with 1480 multiple choice question. It's authored by Dr. Arjun V. Belar, MD, Director of Genitourinary Cancer at NYU Langone Perlmutter Cancer Center, and Dr. Matthew Miloski, who is the George Gabriel Villare Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genitourinary Cancer Research and Section Chief of Genitourinary Oncology at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center, Chapel Hill, North Carolina.